0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Should landlords in B.C. be required to accept your pet? Think about that right now. Currently under the law, our tenancy law in British Columbia, the landlord's got the power here. I mean, the landlord is within his or her rights to put a no pets clause into your lease. So they can say, well, I'll rent you this place, this condo's unit, this apartment, this townhome, whatever, but you're not allowed to have a dog or a cat. I mean, that is legal and has been for a long time. But it can be difficult to find a place to rent if you do have a pet. So should the laws be changed to allow people to have a dog or a cat or a pet in a rental unit My next guest says that should be the rule. Amy Lubeck, she is a Port Moody City Councillor, and she proposes some changes to our tenancy laws in this regard. Councillor, thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Okay, tell me about your idea here to change the uh, Strata and Residential Tenancy Act.
1: For sure, and I'm glad so many people are, are interested in this. You know, we've had people come to council meetings and say they're having trouble um, they're having trouble finding places to rent or to to move to with with an animal, right. and we know also that around uh, fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred animals are surrendered each year because their families can't take them with them, or can't find housing with them, which is you know quite unfortunate. What happens to two. those
0: animals? They end up in a. Do some of them yeah. get put down?
1: Um. Those are numbers from the SPCA. So I, feel, I think some of them get readopted. Some of them end up being at the SPCA for yeah. as long as they, you know, for as long as their lifespan. Right, that's so that's kind of sad. Before.
0: There's a lot of animals being uh, being having people giving up their pets, right?
1: It is, and you know, animals are animals are family. There's mm-hmm. we can all know that just from our own hearts. But there are studies that show how attached people are to their pets, and I think one of the best ways that I've heard it said was from one of my council colleagues, uh, counselor Madsen. He said, you know, when you take an animal into your family, it's kind of a, like a pact, like a covenant of trust with that creature that you're going to be taking care of them. Sure. So basically this is, animals are one of the kind of unheard of victims of this housing crisis that we find ourselves in. And, you know, we just really felt that there needs to be a change in legislation. Um, this is not, as much as I'd love to be a, um, you know, a, a firebrand and, and coming up with something really new, this has actually been done before in different jurisdictions. So it's not that new. It's working oh. fine in Ontario.
0: Oh, okay, so in Ontario, it's not, a landlord can't tell you you can't have a pet?
1: Um, that's, that's right. The, I mean, I'm sure that there are, um, and this is what we also included in our, our motion to the lower mainland local government association. Um, of course there should be some caveats for people with like landlords that have allergies and basement suites or um, different avenues for um, more destructive, um, for more destructive creatures. But in general, you know, having blanket statements is really, um, is really harmful for
0: families. Right. Okay. The, uh, the allergy example you mentioned, I think is an interesting one. So like, let's say, like you said, like a landlord's renting out a basement suite, severely allergic to cats. You know, I don't want someone living in my home with the cat. So you're saying that there that should be allowed. Like if there's... What if you... Let's say you got a neighbor who's allergic in a, in a strata unit or something. Wouldn't they be within their rights to say, I don't want a cat next door? Or do you think that they'd be like, because they're in a separate unit, they should be okay. That should be all right.
1: I feel like there may have to be a medical professional. Um, involved in figuring out how all of that works but in general you know most people with allergies um, some people are, are very very allergic but if I lived like most of the time like living next door to uh, people with animals you're not going to get a lot of the cat dander or cat hair coming out yeah. into the hallway and then into your into your building
0: what if you got a what if you got a dangerous dog like what if you got a pit bull or something like that or a dog that's bitten someone before
1: well, I think that there's laws that prohibit that anyway. Um, but the, I, I'll admit, I have a soft spot for for pit bulls. Uh, I've never met a, a dangerous one, so it's more about often it's more about the owner than the animal. And someone who is a irresponsible pet owner is probably going to be a irresponsible um, tenant, uh, whether they have an animal or not.
0: Okay, i speaking to Port Moody City Councilor Amy. Amy Lubick, and we're talking about the Residential Tenancy Act. Should landlords be required to let you have a pet? Um, I know that some landlords, and I'm already hearing from them, I'm getting emails and tweets from them already, saying mm-hmm. that I've had nightmarish experiences with tenants who had a destructive dog or a cat. They were irresponsible pet owners. And when the tenant left, they had uh, this dog had absolutely destroyed the rental unit that I own because they didn't take care of the dog. They didn't walk the dog. They didn't clean up after the dog you know there's, there's hair all over the place and the landlord should be within the, in his or her right to say that I'm not going to allow that I'm not going to allow a destructive animal into into a suite that I own what do you what would you say to landlords who are concerned about this well
1: I, I would say I, I hear them yeah. and that is one of the things that we put in as a um, not a clause but in our in our writing and of course Motions to UBCM and FCM are quite short, so you have to explain it on the floor. And so there aren't really huge, long reports or draft legislation that goes along with them. But one of the things that we tried to say was that, you know, there have to be mechanisms for people's different circumstances. And, you know, if there is an animal that is super destructive, um, kind of like a tenant who is super destructive, any tenant that is super destructive, there should be recourse um, to have, have them removed. But it shouldn't, there shouldn't be a blanket um, statement that you just can't have animals because you've had one bad experience. Okay. Um, you know, there, are, there is a lot of research that has been done on these topics. In, um, and I think a lot of it can be found on Pets OKBC okay, uh, on their website, the dam- the majority of of pet owners, if there's a damage deposit, uh, whatever gets claimed back, has around like a between twenty and thirty dollar difference between someone who has a pet and someone who doesn't have a pet on average. Okay. Um, you actually end up having more damage often from people with kids, and I'm not oh. not saying that we shouldn't have kids, but that's <laughs> oh, the that's the data that
0: we have. Talking about pets and apartments and other rental properties, if you are a tenant. Should you be allowed to have a pet if you want? And if you are a landlord, should you still have the right, and this is the law in B.C., to put a no pets clause into your lease? My guest is Port Moody City Councilor Amy Lubick. She says people should be allowed to have pets if they want. She wants to change the Tenancy Act in B.C. Take a quick look. Lots of calls here, Councilor, but let me just quickly check our uh, online poll on this. Uh 61% right now saying The landlord should still be allowed to ban pets. Forty percent say that you should be allowed to have a pet if you want. So you're losing our poll here, counselor. You're losing our our online poll right now.
1: That's sad to hear.
0: Okay, well, let's see if it's any different on the phone line. 604-280-9898, star 9898
2: on your cell. Hi, Ron. Oh, hello, Michael. Um, I run a small carpet cleaning business. You know, I could I could fill a week of your shows with horror story after horror story of carpets that are damaged to the point where they have to be replaced that costs of, of thousands of dollars. Uh, by and these are not necessarily irresponsible pet owners per se. They're not bad people. Uh, if I can give you a quick example, we got lots of people in the line. I have a, one as a young foreign student. Who's here on her own, no family, very few friends except for people she knows at her university. She was very lonely, so she got herself a puppy. But uh, uh, she didn't really know the first thing about raising a puppy. By the time she called me in, the carpets were just trashed. Um, you know, and um, since then, uh, she has gone to puppy obedience and things like that, and she's improved, but it was a very expensive lesson for her and her family, and this is a suite they own, and I have many people, uh, another one who called me and says, do you vacuum before you clean? I said, yes, yeah. she says, great, my vacuum's broken. And she didn't tell me it broke last year.
0: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> okay. like
2: a, you know, we have tons of yeah. stories like that, so I okay. can't see how
0: you can force the landlord to take a pet. All right, Ron, thank you for the call. Let's go another call here, Ed and Burnaby. Hi, Ed, what do you think? Well, um, I'm renting,
3: and right. uh, we have a constant battle between barking dogs and Uh dog problems. Um, And I got nipped in the elevator the other day by a dog from another apartment. Um, I don't think uh, it should be mandatory. I think it should be up to the uh, landlord. And when we moved into our place, we had to have the carpets replaced after we moved in. They were cleaned, but underneath there had been a cat that had been peeing behind the couch, I guess. Ugh, ugh. And the floors, floors were all bad. So we had to have new carpets. The landlord had to pay new carpets and floor treatment and everything when we moved in there. Okay. So I, I'm totally
1: against, okay?
0: All right, Ed, thanks for the call. A couple of horror stories there, Counselor. What do you say to them?
1: Well, I mean, I think as far as the, the damage goes, those folks who, who caused the damage should be responsible for the damage. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, that's why you pay a, a, pay a damage deposit, right?
1: That's why you pay a damage yeah. bel- deposit. And people are actually allowed to charge higher damage deposits for people with animals.
0: Yeah, right. That's so already... You got, a, you got a pet. You got to put in a bigger damage deposit. Let's go to Jason in Aldergrove. Hi, Jason.
1: Hey, you
3: doing?
0: Good. What do you think? So, I'm a know, I have two dogs, and I'm also a renter. Uh, now, if, if I learned to restrict
3: dogs, I totally agree with it.
0: Okay, I'm I'm just going to jump in there because you're breaking up real bad in your cell. Let's see if we can clean that up, and then I'll come back to you. Okay, Rick and Langley, hi.
3: Hi. Go Um, ahead. I I think that you have to do a walkthrough when you leave a suite, and the landlord has to sign off on it. So doing a walkthrough when you possess a suite with pictures, and both parties have to sign off, should make it a no-brainer in the end, so that people are responsible for any differences in the pictures.
0: So in other words, you allow the pet...
3: Well, right. if, if we're going to change the law to allow the pet, then we should also change the law to allow protection for the landlord. Well, how how, are, they not, how are they not
0: protected now?
3: Because when somebody moves out and they, they claim they don't do the damage or the damage is there and they're not paying for it. I mean, even if it's it's pee in the carpet, it's pretty hard to get that smell out permanently. Okay. Okay. So right.
0: th- Thank you for the call. Um, Amy, is it tough for people to find rental accommodation now if they do have a pet?
1: It's very hard for people.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's very hard for people to to find pets, uh, to find rental accommodations with their pets. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the numbers of people um, who have to give, uh, well, of pets that have been surrounded to the SPCA because of housing is... Around 1500 to 1700 a year. There's also some data from the Vancouver or, Vancouver Cor- Orphan Kitten Rescue that right. says a lot of people are kind of handing back their cats um, because they can't they can't find a place to take them.
0: Okay. Um,
1: you know, one of the other issues that yeah. um, we didn't write about and we haven't spoken about very much, but um, there is some data from I think it's the Canadian Humane Society um, looking at you know people trying to flee. Um, abusive relationships and people who won't leave because they have pets that they're afraid and they oh. can't take them anywhere
0: okay let's go to Jay and Kamloops hey AJ what do you think
3: well I'm in the same boat as everybody else because
0: I've got rental properties
3: and I've had people with dogs that they uh they lock him in a bedroom and the dog decides it wants out so it claws against the door until it's shred- in shreds or they put them in the backyard and the dog wants in so it claws against the door. So you have to replace a three- or $400 door because it's all scratched up. And uh, then the tenants fight you through Landlord and Tenants Act because they shouldn't be responsible for the door. Okay, And so this you can is only a... get half half a month's rent for a pet. And they uh-huh. can do a half
0: a month's rent in 15 minutes if they really get down to it so you allow uh, the pets though you're the landlord right yep and And it should be my decision
3: whether i want to allow pets if i'm paying five hundred thousand dollars for a house it's my house if i want to allow pets it should be up to me just because we're paying five hundred dollars a month for rent shouldn't give them the right to say whether i accept pets or not
0: right but do you accept pets now
3: I accept cats, but I won't have a dog in any of my places because I've just had too much damage from them. So you mean people were keeping a dog against your wishes? No, uh, I was allowing a dog, but uh, after you replace the backyard twice and you replace the back door twice, and it costs you $600 for a secure back door, and uh, their their damage deposit doesn't cover it, and they won't kick in any more money.
0: Okay, Jay, thanks for the call. Yeah, okay, I could I could see how you'd be not happy about that. Michael and Delta, hi. I, I
3: guess I'm going to side with um, the person that owns the oh,
0: geez. Okay. rental okay. property. Well, Michael, I'm going to step on you there because this is what happens you put an amateur on in charge here because we've run out of time, so I apologize. Okay. About, I apologize about that. Amy, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Can I just say one quick thing? No, I can't because I'm out of time, but I (laughs) I appreciate your time, okay? Thanks a lot. That's Amy Lubick. She's a Port Moody City Councillor. Oh, man, I bungled that one pretty bad, didn't I?